Last name good here, straight out the damn podcast. Welcome to another episode, man. A uh, very special. Um, I'm gonna go out on the limb here and say this is probably one of my best episodes ever recorded, and that's no gas, man. This is for real, uh, really dope conversation uh, today with the homie Els Jenkins. But uh, before we get to that, man, I got dates. Uh, we're hitting the road, paid in America tour is still going on. Uh, September 1st, we're in Tallahassee. Uh, Florida at the 621 Gallery, uh, September 15th, we're in Kansas City, Missouri at the Riot Room, September 16th, uh, St. Louis, Missouri at the Palomino, Palomino Lounge, uh, September 17th, we're in Indianapolis, Indiana at the Hoosier Dome, uh, September 20th, we're in Athens, Georgia at the Go Bar, September 21st, uh, we're in Lafayette, Louisiana at the Office Bar, and September 23rd, we are in New Orleans at Peach Records, man. So uh, quite a few dates there for you. Uh, I have a couple other shows coming up um, close to toward the beginning of October. Uh, just waiting for those to get finalized. But hey, man, um, out here working, working hard. Uh, I do want to make sure that, um, you know, send my condolences to those that have lost family members in Houston. Um, we were close to the area, not directly in Houston, but we were in New Orleans and Baton Rouge uh, when Hurricane Harvey hit. And we did see some some of the effects there. We got a lot of heavy rain while we were down there, but uh, nothing compared to Houston, of course. So uh, just, you know, those that are impacted by, you know, you are in our prayers, man. We uh, do want to make sure that we can help out in any way possible. Um, and really, at this point, we're just really um, gathering information um, about where we can, you know, possibly send out uh, support. Uh, so if you have anybody that's close to the grounds and you, you personally know of some situations, feel free to contact us uh, so we can retweet that information and put that information out to the people uh, in the right places. Uh, also, um, you know, I know I'm kind of starting off on a sad note, but uh, we lost a colleague of ours. You guys do know that um, I work over at Live Hip Hop Daily. Um and where we do the good Hennessy show and we lost a colleague of ours, man. Um, sneaker Q, he lost his life. Um, accidental drowning, um, is what the details are saying right now, man. And so, uh, just condolences to his family, his friends, uh, shout out to rainy, man. I know that you're dealing with some difficulties uh, right now. That's, that's your right hand, man. And so I know it is, you know, um, not the ideal situation, man. And, you know, just prayers to you and, and all of those that are, you know, that new Q and everything that he's doing. Um, I did want to make sure you guys have the information. I put that up on my personal handle at last name. Good uh, for his home going services, but it's going to be in Orangeburg, South Carolina. Um, and at the, uh, excuse me, at the Edesto Fork Methodist Church in Orangeburg, South Carolina at 11 a.m. on September 2nd. That's Saturday. Uh, so if you can't make it, and you want to send flowers, uh, you can go and check out that information on my website. I have all of that there. Well, excuse me, not on my website, but on um, my Instagram. You can go and check that out, all of the information there if you want to send flowers to them. So, uh, like I said, once again, rest in peace to the homie Sneaker Q. And um, thank you for your contribution, man, to not just hip-hop, but to media, MOT uh, magazine, and, and all of that, man. So, definitely, uh, life is precious, people, for real. Like, um, you never know. One day you're here, the next day you're gone. So definitely make make do with what you have here and, and work hard while you're here. Uh, but um, 
like I said, I know we started on a sad note, but those were two important things I had to make sure that that uh, we spoke about. Uh, I know that we are a podcast um, and we have a responsibility. So uh, that's part of those responsibilities to make sure that we're talking to the people and, and let you know, you know, the valuable information that's going on. Um, so, look, like I said, this is one of the best episodes that I've ever recorded. Uh, we had the homie Els Jenkins in the building, man. Um, and I've been knowing Els, knowing of Els really for, for quite some time. And um, we we get into everything here, man. Like, from him being stabbed to being signed, like, working with uh, Aris to getting, like, $30,000 advance and, like, his, his affiliation with Jaron Bitten and, um, you know, how adjusting to life after um being a you know a, a drug dealer and, and trying to you know work in the trenches of of music um and, and you know know that there's one life to live but also know that there's something better and so uh every it was very very personal conversation um nothing was left unturned and, and we got to really know him and, and you know he he came here to the den and, and we had great conversations so Hey, man, you guys enjoy it. I do want to let you know today's podcast is brought to you by Lander, based in Montreal, Canada. Lander is the world's first intelligent drag-and-drop instant mastering service by Mixed Genius. So uh, just for being a listener to today's podcast, you're going to get a free trial. Uh, go to Lander.com. That's L-A-N-D-R.com slash promo slash S-O-D-D. And you're going to get a free free trial, uh, two free MP3s of your master. So uh, go there, and most importantly, let Lander know that straight out they didn't send you. Um, oh, you guys know it. You've heard me say it before, but hey, whatever platform that you're listening to this podcast on, whether it's I, um, iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, subscribe there, uh, and also just drop a review or a comment. We we want to make sure that we're getting out here to the people, and so um, you doing that it would be a great deal to help us get the word out about the Straight Out the Damn podcast. Um, we would greatly appreciate it, and I really mean that when I say it. So um, I think that's it. Uh, oh yeah, Straight Out the Damn shop. Make sure you guys are getting that merch. Uh, we are working on some new designs, and until we sell out of the merch that we have, we're not going to drop those new designs. So uh, make sure you go there. Get the the last of the last, man. Whatever's left there, go ahead and get it. Um, it's still some dope stuff, but we definitely want you to go ahead and get that out of the way before we include some new merch. So um, you can always text us, 678-872-2227. If you have any questions or uh, comments, we'll definitely read those off. And um, even play them. If we get some cool ones, we'll play them on the podcast. Uh, but, yeah, that's it, man. Enjoy the episode with Els Jenkins. Hey, what's going on, people? It's Last Name Good of the Straight Out the Damn Podcast. Um, so, look. You know, every now and then we, we'll make it our business to invite uh, those important people inside the den and to have these conversations. And so I know we've been we've been on the phone line for like the past couple of weeks, you know, uh, for the past couple of interviews. But but this one, man, I was like, look, he here. He in Atlanta. Um, we got to make sure he here. So help me welcome the homie L Jenkins to the uh, podcast. How you doing, bro? good man how are you i'm good so like i had to stop you because we were having like a real good conversation and um i was like yeah i don't think we need to <laughs> yeah we got we got to keep this one going on air i was like we, we was about to get into something where it needed to be talked about on on a bigger level man so we were just you know that uh, well, what do we pick up here? i guess like the vulnerability right of of hip-hop in a right. sense and or of the grind. Of the grind. Yeah. The grind. Because like you said, nobody wants to talk about the tough part, that, that tough journey. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody want to 
the glamorous part. Like everything is already in motion. Nobody don't want to see the the, the 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 work. You know, the uphill battle. Right. Everybody want to hit the no look jumper. It's yeah. easy. It's easy. <laughs> I ain't have to work on this jumper. I just come out here with my eyes closed and mm-hmm. knock them down. So you know. So man, I I kind of want to. You know, we can start there, but before we do that, I want to um, talk about the first time I heard about you. Okay. This was actually through the homie Ace. Okay. Ace Harris. Oh man. Yeah. Man. Yeah, it's been amazing. Like me and Ace were roommates in college. So oh, that's like, crazy. Yeah. This was like the first time I heard of uh L Jenkins. Like and this was like shh, I don't know, man. This maybe like I'd be like oh seven. I was gonna 08. say like oh seven, oh eight. It yeah. had to be like around that time. Oh, just uh, out of high school. Yeah, so it, <laughs> it it's been a minute, man. So that's that's why I first heard about you. And like of course, you know, the journey you you went on a long journey since then, man. Right. But uh kind of bring us up to speed to like starting back in oh seven. You say you were fresh out of high school, man. Yeah, I was so fresh out I I was fresh out of high school, fresh out of a record deal. Oh man. Man, I got signed to high school to Aris the Records. Okay, okay. So you know you couldn't tell me nothing. <laughs> you know <laughs> you couldn't tell me nothing. That's actually how I ended up running in the ace and okay. through like some A and R's trying to, you know, link me up with different people. But um psh, I got signed, uh Aris the folded. Yeah, yeah. Um they decided to send my music. I think they sent my music to J Records. Sent my deal to Def Jam. See, all of this sounds bro, bad. It was ter- bro, <laughs> bro. If I man, I don't even know if we got time. Um, I went from there. Then uh, Buckwild of mm-hmm. DITC. Yeah, yeah. He heard me. I was in the studio working with Brian Michael Cox. Okay. He um he scooped me up. I went to New York with them for about. Eight months. Wow. Out there. Him and Rock Wilder had a company called Corrupt Money mm. that uh they were trying to do it with Fat Joe. Um, so I went out there, ended up learning how to record my stuff because I was literally living in Buckwild Studio. Wow. Um from there came back, linked up with the dream. All right, hold on. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, hold on. So, it so was crazy, bro. It's crazy. It's a crazy road. So we gotta we gotta dive into some of that uh before and, and kind of come back up to that point. So like started off, man, fresh out of high school, fresh in, into a deal. Like what was what led up to the deal, I guess you could say. You said um, with Harrison. Well, I was doing I had did the hot one oh was it uh the hot one oh seven nine, they had the freestyle Friday. It was right, like right. early on. I was doing that and this dude by the name of Marquise Jefferson hurt me. Mm-hmm. Actually like a bunch of people called in to meet me, like when I was, cause I won like thirteen weeks straight. Oh, dope, dope, dope. Um, and Killer Mike called. Mm-hmm. It was a bunch of people called, like, "Hey, who is, bro? Who is?" Right, right. And actually, I had said something real disrespectful. <laughs> so some of the people was calling in, like, "Hey, bro, you five, but, bro, you can't, you can't be can't on talk it." Like that, man. <laughs> the the line that it kind of actually got me in trouble, but it kind of got people like, "Whoa!" The line was uh. But this is when you know you should just use like a current event, right? And right. use it as a metaphor or something. So I think it was uh, my guns of Flipper's truck, like he had left eye driving. Yeah, that one. To do Man, it. <laughs> people was calling, "Hey, bro, he snapped!" But you can't be doing. It. I had people like threatening me and yeah. all that. But um, that's a line that'll do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So they um. I, I ended up meeting up with old dude. He actually played the bass on like uh, Waterfalls. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay, so he's yeah. yummy Grammys and all that stuff. So he scooped me up and he was just like, man, let's put together some music. Put mm. together some music and they shopped a deal. And that back when people were still shopping deals. Shopping deals. Okay. And he got me a deal with Arista that had it had kind of already like folded behind the scenes, but mm. they was trying to redo revamp. it, okay. revamp it, and yeah. then they ended up folding again. Uh. I think L.A. Reed mm-hmm. with his uh, bankrupt. 
<laughs> bankrupting labels, overspending. So, like, here's the thing, man, for people that, because, you know, our audience, like, we have a wide range of, uh, of of audience members. So, we have some people that are very, like, knowledgeable of Arista and understand that. And then you have some people like, Arista, what are you talking about, right? Right. So, like, for those that don't know Arista, we're talking about, like... LaFace and Thanks. and you know Outkast, Goody Mob. We we talking about history. TLC, Usher, Usher. You know what I'm saying. So this is like real rich history, man. So I understand that was definitely a, a good time to be in, but also in that transition, you know, you kind of the thing about labels that people may not know is once they fold, that contract still exists. So they, oh, yeah. like you said, they're trying to move you around in different yeah. places. That was that was the worst. Yeah. That was the worst. Yeah. So, and and yeah, go ahead. at the time, uh, they had given me like a small percentage of my advance too. Mm. They gave me like thirty thousand, mm. and I was I think I was supposed to get like two hundred. I got thirty, and when that folded, I was stuck in limbo. And at that time, like I said, it was one of them situations where your A and R used to have a silver briefcase. <laughs> you ain't really get no copies of your music. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? It was right. like it was like crazy. Like it's. And it's so crazy because that wasn't that long ago. That's the crazy shit. It wasn't. Yeah, you're talking about 08? What we looking at? Not even 10 years. Yeah, this is yeah, 08, 09. Yeah. So, like, I didn't really have none of my music, man. And I kind of took that 30000 and went to the street. Right, right. So, it was like... And then being in the street and still trying to do it. Trying to pursue the music. You know, yeah. so it was, it was like, man, it was what, stressful. What was that, that that journey like, though, man? Like, having, like, the one foot in, one foot out. And you trying to do right, but also you hitting with the reality of, like, bro, like... This might not work. Oh, fa- and I got family. You know what I'm saying? I'm still trying to make life happen. You right. know what I mean? How was that that one foot in, one foot out type? Um, being as though like in like right before my deal, like let me take it back a little bit. I think one of the things that when uh Marquise and all those people met me when I was in high school, I had a BMW six forty five at sixteen. Mm-hmm. So I was already Right, I right, was already right. kind of out there, so I wasn't that far removed. But I got this like philosophy in life where it's like once you, it's like I kind of look at you know where it says uh, God only protects children and fools. Mm-hmm. Right, right. So I feel like once you know something, you know better, and you go back and do it. That's when you die. You know what I'm saying? I mean that that's a very honest statement because it's kind of like you know. You're supposed to learn from your mistakes. Facts. And, you know, the smart people learn from other people's mistakes, right? And so it's kind of like when you know, like, all right, bro, this, I know I know where this is going to lead eventually. So, you know what I mean? So, right. I, yeah, I, I completely understand where you're at with that. So, you're in that position, you still got to make stuff happen. Right. And, and you're getting this, this news at the same time of, like, uh, yeah, bro. We don't know what we're gonna do. We got we kind of got you spreading out everywhere. Like, what right. was the what was the the end result for you? Like, what did you have to do to make that transition even more smoother? Like, all right, thirty thousand. I'm gonna make this money back, but still, I, I still want to rap. Right. Um. Actually, I didn't make the decision. That's why I say, like, you know, when I mentioned God, uh, I ended up getting like stabbed up. Mm. You know what I'm saying? In, in my mom's house, robbery, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Robbery going bad. So it was kind of like at that point, like, bro, you got to make a choice because right. you know better. You know what I'm saying? Right, you got, right. you like, when you 19, 20, $30,000 is a decent amount of money right. to have. Right. You know what I'm saying? Especially at the time, I had a little bit more because I was in motion. So it was just like, bro, you know better. Right. You can be doing something else, but I'm still being stubborn. 
you know, doing what I'm doing, and that ended up as a result. But um, when 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 that happened, like I said, as soon as I came out of that, mm-hmm. Buck Wild and and you know Brian Michael Cox, who he's still a still like a big brother to me. Right, right. I still call him and like, yo, man, what's up? What you think about this? When he hooked me up with that, that kind of saved my life because then I got to go to New York for a couple months. Mm. So it was like, like a remove. Yeah, from. I just got I got pulled out of it. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm doing I'm in gangs and all mm. this shit. So when you take me away from that, it's like okay, now I can see. And like I said, I went up there and I learned how to record myself. That was one of the that changed my life alone. Right. Because I used to sit in there and keep in mind, this is, back in the day, it's not like today where people be in the studio doing. 30 songs in a day. No. You would book a session. You had to pay everybody. Right. And you're going to be in there. You better have your shit ready. And they doing one or two songs in this eight-hour block. This this was real preparation, people. Like, it's, you know, it's crazy, though, because, like, we're talking about less than 10 years ago. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It wasn't that long ago. Yeah, man. That's, wow. It's, It's really going from tape to... You know, to even to, even going from tape to Pro Tools or Logic or whatever you're using, you got to understand that at that time there was only a handful of people that really understood yep. how to use Pro yep. Tools. So yep. it was limited. It yeah. was you know it was limited. People weren't moving how fast they move now at all. Like at that, all. that just wasn't happening. Even the people on Pro Tools was moving right. slow. So I was in. I was. Uh, I was. I learned how to use Pro Tools because I'd be sitting in there all day. Like man, when's the engineer mm-hmm. gonna come to? But when you gonna come to the studio, <laughs> Rock Wilder? Can somebody come record right, me? Right. So. Um, a dude by the name of uh, Gritty, uh, one of Buckwild's producers, he ended up just making me a template. Like, bro, all you got to do is know Apple Z to undo, yeah, and <laughs> click this and click this and hit space bar. So I'm talking, about I'll be in a session and I have 78 takes because yeah. I didn't know how to get rid of. Them. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'll be bouncing stuff with eight stacks. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just because I didn't know what I was doing, but that right there changed. That changed my life because. Right. Once I figured it out, it was like, okay, now anytime I get the feeling, now I'm just going to do it. I don't got to wait on nobody. And I ended up stealing like a bunch of uh, Fat Joe and Remy Ma features. <laughs> like a get buck. Hey, I'm sorry, bro. If you, you know, when you hear this, yeah. Yeah. Like, I took a whole lot of stuff off that hard job. Yeah, yeah. Put my verse on it. Man, you know, I'm just thinking about that that time too. Like something you said, of, you know, it was a time when the A&R, they'll come in, they had the briefcase, they had the sessions, they had all the paperwork, they had everything. Yeah. And you were just kind of, you were just being an artist. It Facts. was like there was no need. I mean, well, there was always a need to know the business, but it was really more so of like, all right, I'm 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 happy I'm signed. Right. Like, this is, I'm here to create. Right. And, you know, you let everything else you can kind of go by the wayside, but now you're in a position now where you've learned how to record yourself, and, and that's a pivotal part of your career because it's like, okay, now I can do it. Right. I don't have to wait on anybody. I can come here and book the time. What about that that moment that really progressed your music itself? Like knowing kind of the ins and outs. What what did you it do as for far you? as recording myself? Recording yourself? Oh, just it made me fearless because now when. You know, the whole thing was like, yo, Jay-Z does one take, everything. Mm-hmm. That was like the cool shit to say, oh, right. I don't write anything down or I don't do it. Now that I'm recording myself and I could sit in a room by myself, it's no pressure. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because I remember Buckwild telling me, because, you know, you hear all these stories about Biggie one take. Right, right. Buckwild told me that Big used to go mumble. <laughs> a whole song. Like, you hear them stories like, yo, Big went to sleep yeah, and yeah. he woke up with the verse. He said that happened, but he mm-hmm. was like, there was time Big would just go in there and go, mm-hmm. do a whole track and then go fill in the words. Mm-hmm. 
So once I once I got that, like, oh, okay, so I don't have to. Right. I don't have to one take. It doesn't have to be perfect. I don't gotta be one take hove. I don't gotta. Whoever else is sitting in the room, I don't mm. gotta try to just come up with the best verse to impress them. Cause that's another thing, you know. In in those words, it's like I might just spit this verse because I'm trying to get oohs and eyes out of people in the room, right, right. not thinking about the masses. Right. So that was that was a big part of. It. Now I got the freedom to create the child melodies and different flows and all that. Mm. And I might not have the words for it, but I can lay it down and then come back and put the words in it. That's true. You know what I'm saying? So it just gave me create more creative freedom, really. Man, I'm. Um- I'm I'm interested in, in in your story alone, man, because like just hearing you go from, you know, the early days and 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 working with we talking about some legends. These are some oh, legends yeah. that you're working with, and and picking up some from them all the way. So, leaving New York when you had the time that you were up in New York and you were able to, for lack of better words, like escape the life that you were living down here. Right. What was it like when you had to come back? Um, it was it was kind of. I say it was it was I kind of felt like I failed to be honest, but in hindsight it wasn't really that I failed. It was just like everything that they was trying to put in play just it just wasn't lined up. You know what I'm saying? Right. Wasn't lined up. And you tell me I'm out there for eight months, like with the little money I had. That shit's just going away because you got to think I'm I, I went up there with nothing. Mm-hmm. I just had the money. I didn't even pack bags. That's how cocky I was. Yeah, like, was man, like, I'll buy some shit when yeah. I get there. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm thinking I'm. Jay Z and all the right, you know right, what I'm saying. Right. Um, I go there and then it's like I'm just using this money, spending this money, mm-hmm. doing whatever, and I'm literally just sleeping on the couch in the studio. Right. And then I come back and I it's nothing is different. So you got you know, my mom, my brothers, my whole neighborhood. Right. It's like yo, you going to do it for us? And then I come back and I'm, I actually got less. Right. Than right. what I left with when I'm supposed to go up there and they seeing me like. I'm I'm sending them pictures with Fat Joe and right, right. you know all these different rappers that everybody you know knows these different I'm in these different parties these mm-hmm. different and this is before Instagram and all oh, that yeah 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 so true. me sending a picture they're like oh he's out of here yeah, like you yeah. <laughs> we can't wait and I'm I'm out there feeling like because you know we doing some every night mm-hmm. and I'm with everybody so when I come back it's kind of like I felt plus they made me get a chain back which. <laughs> <laughs> which, which hurt my feelings, you know what I'm right, saying? Right, like they right. had got uh, I saw these Jesus pieces, and mm-hmm. I had to give that back. And um, I just kind of felt like I failed, but it was like as soon as I felt like I failed, I walked into another situation. Tell us about that situation. That situation, um, it's a dude by the name of Gregory Smith. He runs. Uh, I'm not sure of his title exactly, but he mm-hmm. does something up at CSAC. He's he's an executive over at CSAC now, but at the time. He was putting together a production company called Battery Five. Right, right. And they used to do the. They was that with Fadia cool. Cater. Yeah, And they used yeah, to do yeah. the Broken Bougie and all that. I was stuff. like, that sounds very familiar. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he, one, his artist at the time was one of my good friends, and so soon as I left that, I literally jumped into that situation, and we were in a um, studio. Um, some people might be familiar with. It's called Red Zone, mm-hmm. which was Dream, Dream and Tricky yeah, yeah, Stewards, yeah. Jazzy Faye. So it was like, as soon as I walked out of there, I'm walking into a place where everybody is saying that my homeboy at the time is the guy. As soon as I get there, they're like, nah, you. It's you. It's you. So I start instantly starting with Jazzy Faye, Dream. Mm-hmm. You know, at the time, you know, Dream, this is like right after, I think this is like right around his first, when his first album come out, like 2010, 2011. Man, that's a very gray area for me. 
Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I remember the album. Maybe, maybe 09, 2010? Yeah, it was like 2000, because this was like right after that. Okay, yeah. So maybe Dream was the that. shit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, you know he, he popping. He yeah, popping. He, he's the shit at this time. So he walking past me. He pulling up in Bentleys every day, mm-hmm. telling me I'm next. Yeah. So, you know, it's I'm feeling like, okay, I'm next. And um, actually, absolutely nothing came out of that situation. Mm-hmm. Um, except for I ended up, uh, I ended up meeting a guy who he worked with Deb Anthony. Right, right. Walker. Yeah. Walker. Walker. Walker's yeah. mom, Gucci. He was actually Walker's, Gucci's, their road manager. Okay, okay. So from there, he scooped me up, and then that's where I meet Jaron Benton. Actually, I met Jaron Benton a couple years ago, but we didn't really link link up until because that man. time. Yeah, yeah. Right. So, man, I know... Um, no, I know of Jaron. We don't have a personal relationship. Uh-huh. Um Work with people around him and, and you know his manager rest in peace slow motion oh, like yeah. you know knew yeah, him brother. and um i was around that time you know hanging around ace again and you know that whole i forced that relationship with him being around him and ray and, and all rock City and all them during that time um and so you know this what this this is like well we in 2007 this was like what 2004 14 when did he passed in what 2015 I think it was I think it was like 14, 14. like the end of 14 cuz I remember the last conversation I had with him was at A3C cuz Jaron had a performance okay. at A3C and you know just real quick like hey what's going on man how everything going cool and you know saw him moving with with Jaron and that was you know A3C was in October and I think he passed in like maybe like he said it was the yeah, end yeah it was the end it of 2014 end, end yeah, of 2014 and so we pick up there, like, you meet Jaron and y'all force this relationship, and Jaron's taking you out on tours. And this was after Slow Motion Pass, I believe, right? When y'all, uh, or was this right No, before? no, no, no. I, like I said, I, I met Jaron. I actually met Jaron before I went to New York. Like, okay, okay. When I, was, when I was dealing with Brian Cox, I had actually met him in the studio okay. a couple times, but we weren't, like, cool. It was just like, yo, what's up, nigga? Like, yeah, 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 right, right. But, um... So when I met, uh, fast forward back to 2011, um, we I I I I'm with this guy Big Sam, mm-hmm. and me and Jaren we we started speaking more just about you know just about the day to day grind and right, shit like right, that you know right. straight out the den conversation right, you know right, what I'm right. saying, and um he just called me one day like yo, come meet me at this dude named Kato's house. Shout out to Kato. Yeah, shout out to Kato. And me and we went over there, did a record. It was called East Side. Kato thought I was dope and he, you know, invited me back. Mm-hmm. So we started working and we literally, we probably did 40 songs in Damn. three weeks. <laughs> like we literally we working. Yeah, working. we literally just went in. Kato was like, yo, because he was kind of just making like a lot of boom back. Right, right. And then so what what was dope about Kato is he was like, yo, you sound, because it was like kind of a trappy sound mm-hmm. that the song that me and Jaren did. He was like, yo, you sound dope on this. Send me some shit like this that you like. So he kind of started, we kind of grew together as far as like him making this sound. Like I probably got, the, I can probably confidently say I got the first Kato trap beats. You know what I'm saying? That's, shout out to Kato. Like we actually had a chance to uh, interview Kato. Um, man, what was that? That was a while too. That was probably a couple of years ago. But shout out to Kato, man. Like he he's a very interesting dude. Like in his mind, what he wants to do. You oh, know yeah. what I'm saying? Production wise, man. So shout out to him. So you forge a new sound with 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 Kato, and I'm trying to think of the name of the record, man. It's 
um it's a record you got with uh i believe it was money making neat i don't know did kato oh, produce yeah. that nah, one nah, nah. Uh, actually eight track did eight track eight track yeah that that and and um the dope boy um man my brain is is messing with me now what is it you don't know about it give me a second <laughs> I know the record, like I just can't think of the name of it. Uh it's the the dope boy. Give me what is it? Is it day off? I might be thinking. Yeah, like day, day off. off. I'm yeah, thinking yeah, about yeah, day, day off. off. Yeah, day I'm off. tripping. Yeah, because yeah, it's drug dealers day off. That's yeah, 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 yeah. I'm thinking about day off. Yeah. So those records, like, you know, I I remember those records and, and hearing those impact and like it the thing about you me, it gives you a feeling, right? It gives you that appreciate that yeah no definitely man it gives you the feeling of like like i'm in it <laughs> you know what i'm saying oh, like, yeah. like i'm in it like me I, I don't sell dope never sold dope but it's like still like it's the same kind of you know how when jeezy came around and so you was here for that too so yeah, you yeah, understand yeah. that whole bmf movement and all that oh, like yeah. we were here for it i was trying to explain that to somebody too a couple of days ago like that was a whole nother atlanta oh yeah when they yeah. were here it was just yeah. like we were talking i think we was talking about strip club culture yeah, yeah. right and I was just explaining to them, like, bro, it used to be a time you walk in the strip club where you ain't have to have money because everybody else around <laughs> yeah, they you They changed had. that. Yeah. They changed that. Yeah, like, you can walk in the strip club with, like, 50. Right. It didn't matter because this guy right here had a stack. This guy right here had five. <laughs> this one had 10. Your 50 made it look, it didn't, it didn't matter because yeah. everybody else just, yeah, like, that right. was just, it was, it was a beautiful time. Like, strippers were making more money than corporate executives. Like, Facts. Really, but okay, we that's some that's a whole nother And player. I was 15 in there because I used to run with some some of the yeah. people, so I was fit 14, 15 right. in there with them. Yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> it man, I'm telling you, it was so much money to be made in Atlanta back then. All right, let's let's we'll leave that alone. Yeah, shout out to BMF, man. I love yeah, the yeah, they, they brought them out. A, yeah, they definitely brought a new energy yeah. to the city, man. Like with the world, is BMF billboard. Yeah, and you was good with like a Chevy on 28s before then. Yeah, it's after that, you gotta no, you. <laughs> You gotta have some. She gotta have. Hey, what's about seventy thousand or better, really, to stand out now? Man, that's what it's like. It's it's so crazy, man. Like just to see the break, cause it, you can tell. Like I, I never forget the night, man. It was me, Ace, all of us. Like we used to have a uh, event management company back when we was in college, right? Okay. Pretty much for people that don't know what event management was back then, it was like you sign a contract with people, they give you ten thousand flyers, you put them out on the street. That's what we used to do back that or you know throw our own parties but for the most part you know we were doing those so we had contracts and we was passing out flyers i never forget the day visions you know what vision was we just see all these posters that say trap or die and i was like trap or die like who who is this like right. what is trap or die and i kid you not you just seen a fleet of anything you can think of pull up the visions one by one by one all different colors all kind of flavors and it's just like it was just a different time man lambos man every type of car like my 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 buddy from back home used to read uh rob report and like he used to look at all you know all the cars everything we was looking at back then like yeah it It was was on that it was in front of vision yeah i remember that yeah that, that was a good time in atlanta definitely a good time so all right so back back to you right um you have this thing Called raps. Oh yeah, this yeah. is brilliant, by the way. It's brilliant, so? brilliant. Because every day I'm looking forward to see like what is L's talking about today. Raps. Like, <laughs> where did this start? What was the origin of that? Um, where, yeah, where did it come from? 
Uh, all right. So the 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 truth behind that is, I would be on Facebook, and I used to be boogie you know a manager mm-hmm. she would be like yo you doing too much yeah like i would get into political debates religious mm-hmm. deb- like all, anything so i just started being like yo i'm only gonna post about what i'm rapping about mm. that's where it came from so okay. literally when you see if i see if i say water bottle raps mm-hmm. i'm probably recording something about water bottle like I, every time i do it i'm actually recording recording okay yeah. that's and dope. that's probably just what i'm talking about or that's yeah. the line that's coming to my head or gotcha. something like that it's, that makes yeah. it even better yeah, yeah yeah so i mean it's a couple times where it's just like i'm thinking is i'm gonna write this rap right later. right but that's where it came from just like i'm only gonna post stuff to do with rap because that's that's what you're saying yo stop posting all this other <laughs> shit only post about your music so all right i'm only gonna post about my raps yeah no so. no that's that's hard though that that's the origin of it and because it still it gives you a personality like man social media is i have a love hate relationship with it me too and you know it's very necessary especially in the field that you're in and that that we're in but also i'm not the person to my initial reaction is not to pick up my phone and do you right. know whatever you know that's just not my initial reaction and so to find something like that that works and also like is talking about your brand is like dope and oh, super yeah, dope but i didn't know that, that that was the meaning behind it yeah. i kind of want to go through some of them uh real quick all right and um you kind of tell me what was going on in your head at the moment um when this came up no now my, my computer don't know i had to pull it up on my phone all right. all right so um i know it was one that you just had like a couple of days ago that that caught my attention let me see so we got <laughs> son is anarchy raps <laughs> All right, go. I'm just going. I'm gonna call these out, bro. You just, just that one get, might get me in trouble. Okay, all right, all right. Well, we don't want to get you in trouble. We don't want to get you in trouble. We'll we'll pass. We'll pass that one. We'll pass by that one. All right, let's see what we got here. Let's see what we got. Just think, uh, motorcycles and Zan. Yeah, I'm 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 there with it, man. I'm there with it. I'm there with it. All right, let's see. Let's see what we got right here. Um... Depression speaks loud and the voice is raspy and he ain't ish. I don't curse, so you know. And uh F up in three and a half weeks raps. What is that about? Alright, so alright. I'm f- like I knew who Joe Buttons was when I was little, right? Mm-hmm. But I wasn't a big fan and like I wanna say about a year ago. Cause I I'm just really familiar with the social right, media. Right. Like I had no idea he was like Oh, yeah. Dope as fuck. Like, yeah, I, yeah. I didn't. I didn't even know. So somebody played me a song by Joe Buttons called uh, 10 Minutes," mm. which is I was just like I didn't. I had no. Like I'm. I'm still like blown away. Like to right. the point where like Joe Buttons, like even though he keeps saying he's retired, he's probably one of my favorite. He can rap. He can rap exceptionally well. Uh, yeah, he can rap. So I was going through. Just I, I go out of town a lot. So when I'm in the car, I'm just always listen, looking for mm. different music. I was on Mood Music two or three, I mm-hmm. think, and he—that was one of his lines, right? Uh, you know the what you just said, and it was just like, man, because you know, man, black people in our community, we don't like to talk about mental illness, right? We just Absolutely. be like, yo, he need Jesus or he crazy yeah, yeah. or something <laughs> like that, 
And so it's like the older that you, you start to realize, yo, damn, I might have been like, damn. Mm. So that line just spoke to me. Spoke you know what I'm saying? And a lot of people actually blew my phone up about that. Like, are you okay? Right, you doing right. all right? And it's like, yeah, I'm straight. But that line just spoke to me like, yeah, this is crazy. Right. No, man, you, you spoke with something real, though. Like, we don't talk about depression in our communities. like or any kind of mental illness. At all. Yeah. We just put it to the back burner. Like, oh, he's going to be all right. Or, right. You know, if you know somebody's going, oh, he just got a little something going on. Like, we never seek uh, therapy, number right. one. We we definitely don't go to therapy. We You say that you're going to therapy in a black household, they're looking at you like. Right. We First off, you got to have the money to go to therapy. That's, no, Those that's are number one. Those those are raps. Facts. <laughs> Facts raps. Facts raps. <laughs> All right. So when you wake up and almost go to jail at seven or two AM, raps. Oh man, I literally almost went to jail that morning. Okay. Tell what's the story behind <laughs> it. If you could, whatever you could tell. Nah, what? nah, nah. It was just um I'm on probation. It was like I got a ticket one day mm-hmm. and they were supposed to combine that probation with the other probation. I paid it with the other people and they didn't report it. Oh, so okay. they were li- I literally woke up to them knocking on my door. Mm. So I like went out the garage, drove around the house while they was at the side door mm-hmm. and went up to the office with the receipt. Like, yeah, I've been up here waiting on y'all. Oh, you, you know smart. Yeah. <laughs> well, my girl held him up. Shout out, shout out my woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> For being like, yeah, he's been at the office. Smart man. Yeah. Smart man. Uh, let's see. Um Risk Oh no, that that's the actual song. Oh yeah. Risk got an engine wreck. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Usher must have been about to do something to help minorities in a major way raps. Yeah, man. I, I kind of... I'm man, with you, though. I, yeah, man. Conspiracy theory, man. Yeah. Um, I just kind of feel like every time we try to do something... Not saying that it, it could be true, it could not. Right, right, right. But it just seemed like it's always convenient to a major move that one of our brothers and sisters is trying to do that these, like, this smear campaign mm. happen. so... That's just how I was feeling at the moment, you know what I'm saying? Right. Maybe he do got herpes. I don't know. Well, yeah. to to be seen, right? Right. All right. This is the last one because I just watched the episode today. Ghost might be the grimiest evil character on TV right now. Raps. He is. He's terrible. <laughs> like he's terrible. He's like a. He's probably the most scumbag. Like he's just self centered. If you watch Power, you know what I'm talking right, about. Right, right, right. Like he he don't care about nobody but himself. Like no, it, and it's so easy to see. And I, I see people online. Like you know, we have Team Ghost and Team Tommy and all of this right. stuff. But like when you really look at it, I don't. Have you seen the last episode? Like uh, when it came, I think it came out yesterday or yeah, last night. Nah, nah I ain't see it yet. All right, we won't talk about it. Okay. Everything changes. Yeah. Like, when you just when you watch it. And you got to pay attention because some of the stuff, it'll, it'll pass you by. But when you okay. pay attention, it's just like, hold up. Like, it's going to... Like, changes as far as his perspective? Like, how... Every... Like, in my person, when I watch it, I'm like on some... Huh. It's a game changer? It's a, to me, but it's subtle. Okay. It's a subtle game changer where if you're not paying attention, you're kind of on some like... What just happened? Like, you got to really pay attention. But okay. there's some game changing. I can tell that... With power, because you know it's kind of been like people been saying like it's moving quick and you yeah. know they is not as good, but some stuff just happened. Like this one here, you can kind of tell that they went to the the writing room and was like, "Oh, hold up, right? We got to pull it all together. We got to put. We got to do something, right? Yeah, it's some things are introduced. In okay, this but yeah, yeah. I'm I feel gonna watch you it tonight. I feel you. Ghost, Ghost is out for him, man. Ghost is like, Shh, I'm trying to make it work, and and, and nobody is 
not expendable. Like nobody. Nobody. Like kids, <laughs> wife, it don't matter. You like, don't, it, care, don't, it don't matter. Like he trying to get it. He definitely tried to get it. So um I kinda, you know, we, we got off of the raps and, and we we're gonna get back into the story a little bit, man, but you for somebody that's been in, in, in these deal situations and, and you've had the luxury of having the advance and and well a portion of the advance and work with these people how is it now to to transition out of that to be it's all on you to be honest it makes it harder harder for you yeah um, why, why so just because like you were saying um when i used to be with the a that had the suitcase mm-hmm. with the hard drive with all the music i didn't have to worry about the song split sheets mm-hmm. i didn't really have to worry about talking to the producer outside of what music mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying what how i was feeling or you know what i'm saying i didn't have to get with engineers i didn't have to worry about budgets per se mm-hmm. if, if, plus at the time i ain't know nothing about that it's like yeah you, you got five hundred thousand dollars to spend and, and like i'm keeping track of it right right we right. just they spinning right right you know what i'm saying because they like shit we'll get it back and um and it and what's more important i still got my money in my pocket or right, i thought right you thought yeah, yeah you know yeah. what i'm saying so it was just like so then you go from like having people basically do everything for you mm-hmm. to being like, damn, that's why that nigga was so stressed out. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's why he had that suitcase. You know what I'm saying? I used to yeah. I used to make fun of him for having a suitcase. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, so it was just it kind of made it more difficult. And it kind of, even though it was a, a bad all of the situation, I ain't gonna say bad situation, even though they all didn't pan out per se, mm-hmm. it kind of made me spoiled. Right. Right, you know what I'm saying? Because even even going into the uh, when I got with Big Sam and I'm around ten seventeen, mm-hmm. I'm on the I'm going on the road with them, where you know my manager might lose use a little bit. They we in the the W. Right. They got the penthouse, but my they got they got uh expense accounts. Mm-hmm. So even though I'm opening, I ain't getting no money. I'm still going to stay at the W after right. the shows right, with right. some chicks who. Following me just because I'm with Gucci with them, in them right. and I rap. Right. You know, especially when you go to these small towns. If you were on that stage with Gucci, you oh, the man. Yeah, you the man. Yeah. Especially if you got to do a song and he's standing right next to you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it, it kind of made me spoiled and it, it was kind of difficult making the transition. Like, man, yo, you're not going to stay in the nicest hotel. Matter of fact, while we on tour, let's leave this town and get to that town early so we can sleep in the next hotel all day. All day. And save the money. From that, you know what I'm saying? So right. it was like, yeah, it's, it 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 it, it kind of made it more difficult because if you don't know no better, then you know just go get it. Mm-hmm. But if you like, man, everything was like this, and now you got to be like, damn, now it's like this. Yeah, it's it's a different it's a different thing. That's an interesting perspective though, because like for somebody that had like you had a taste of it, right. you know, and it's like you completely removed from that to like it's all it's really all on right. you. You got to do everything. What you said about the tour is very interesting too, man. Like. I've um I, I produce and DJ too right, for a right. uh, group paid in America, and um you know we've been on a couple of tours, man, that we pretty much put together ourselves and hit these cities. But that's the thing, like people don't know that part. They right. just see you out on the road, like it's all will it, like no, bro. Like sometimes we got to make real life decisions. Facts. Do we drive two more hours and stay here and and be good to go for the next couple of days, or right. do we stay here and then got to worry about getting up early and getting over here? Yep. It's a lot of stuff like that they have to think about, and people don't yeah, trying it, to push that late checkout. <laughs> right, right, yeah, yeah, man. Um, just trying to see if we can get out by twelve. Yeah, actually, yeah, we we got to get you out by eleven, and yeah. now you like ah, oh, yeah. you know, those are real life decisions that people don't know about. It, 
In other words, y'all, it ain't all glamorous. Like this is real hard work that's right. putting in. Like we definitely put in hard work over here. So um, you you own the road. And I know you, you you actually got a couple of shows coming up. We won't we won't mention them just for time purposes. Okay. But yeah, but um, you on you on tour right now with with Jaron, right? Right. And um, this is a relationship that you forged years ago, and you guys are still together working working out and, and being able to have like how important is it to have like genuine relationships? Oh man, in, that's hip hop. That's the only thing that'll keep you in it. Mm. To, at least for me Right You know what I'm saying Cause this has been many times I was like man Fuck this shit And Jaren was like Nigga <laughs> Nigga You sent me the songs Like stop playing You right, know what I'm saying right. Even to the point where he was like He was trying to get me situation mm. You know what I'm saying He still That's my big brother Like I can't Man I could never He one of the people I could never have nothing Negative ever mm -hmm. To say about Cause I mean He'll be in the situation Like I said He on tour Yo Throw, throw my little bro on there you know what I'm saying? He don't got to do that. You right. know what I'm saying? Even when he got his deals, his different deals, he mm -hmm. always was trying to bring me in from slow to SMK mm -hmm. to every situation he was in. He tried to, he either brought me in or tried to bring me in in some fashion. But most of the time I was there. I was right there. So that's 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 my big brother for life. He he wanted the reason I'm still doing it. Right. No, no, that's that's important to have, man. Just to have somebody in your corner, a genuine person in your right. corner. Because this shit's person. so fake. You know that. Man. Especially in our city, bro. Like, <laughs> it's, it is. It, loss it, for words. <laughs> I'm I'm at a loss for words because I'm I'm dealing with a situation right now that's so so fake that it's like there's no need for it. Right. You know what I'm saying? And, and so I won't even speak on it, but it is like that. It's so like that to where when you you try to be be genuine with people. I've tried to even me personally. I tried to be genuine with people that I know lying to my face, right? Just to just to see to give them a, a, a second chance. To like, right. All right. I already know the situation. I'm gonna ask you about it and see for myself, and give you the opportunity to just like come clean. Like, bro, you come clean. Like, it's, we ain't got to do business together. But, right, right. You know, right. it's just it is what it is. Right. Like, you stay over there, I stay over here, and you still do the same thing. It's kind of like, okay, I know, I know who you are now. Right. I really know who you are, that type thing. So yeah, it's, it's funny you say that. That's that's as well. Yeah, no, that's the game. That's the game. In it the is city. the game, and it's all it's all for show because it's like even sometimes I look at some of the relationships. Like going back to the relationship question, it's important because sometimes and you, they say you shouldn't do this when you when you in a race, you look at your lane, you stay in the thing. But right. I, you can't help but to get on. Well, me. I get on SoundCloud. I see some people. They on every show in Atlanta. Now, granted, I'm on shows out of town. They not. But these are facts. <laughs> they'll be, I'll be looking at their plays. Not that all this shit matter, because them SoundCloud numbers is whatever. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? It's just something. But I'll be looking at their numbers and look at my numbers. And it's like, yo, how? And I've sold tickets. My name's mm -hmm. been on tickets. How are you on everything? And you're passing me up. And it's just like, man, this shit is so fake. Right, bro. It's right. Like, it's so fake. I mean, it's relationships, number yeah. one. Yeah. Um, it's definitely relationships, and you're right. It's hard not to see it sometimes right. because, like, at the end of the day, this is we're 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 competing. Right. We are competing. But you look at it, you just try to figure like, what's going on here? And then you know you can piece stuff together. And like, oh, okay, that's that's the reason why. But right, right, right. You said something important. You're out of town. Yeah. And truth be told, every rapper that's on every showcase in Atlanta, their dream is to be out of town. Facts. That's all. Every. The quicker that you can realize that out of town is where it's at, right? <laughs> the quicker you're right. Like, 
your success will happen. Like Atlanta is cool. Every rapper want to be here. Right, right. Like you know, everybody want to come to Atlanta, but it's like if you're a rapper in Atlanta, bro, like you need to be trying. To, I don't care if you're going like two hours out the way. Right, right. Leave well, that's Atlanta. what that's what a lot of people like me being around. Like a lot of people that like uh like rich homie Quan. Right, right. Him telling me that he like it looked like I blew up in Atlanta because. I remember like talk because we was like we actually was like cool. We kind of spoke on the regular at right. one point. Um, shout out to him. But I remember him like just popping up out of nowhere. Everybody mm-hmm. thought he popped up out of nowhere, but it was with his. I think the, what was the mixtape? Uh, the one with uh, some type of way on it. Right. Yeah. It looked like he popped up out of nowhere, but him and his team was like in Augusta, uh, Dublin, mm-hmm. making like the whole year before that, like working them records. Right. And they got them hot in those small towns, and then came back to Atlanta. And it's like everybody. I'm talking about from Future. That's another one of the people that mm-hmm. reached out. Like a lot of those people will tell you. Bro, it's the surrounding areas. It's it ain't BNC Atlanta. Markets, man. Yeah, it BNC ain't Atlanta. Markets. Like Atlanta, you gotta you gotta be owned to make it in Atlanta right, already. Right. Like, and that sounds crazy, but that's the truth. Right. Like it's the BNC markets. At the end of the day, you're probably gonna get paid more to perform in Macon and like Facts. you said, Dublin, yeah. Savannah, than you'll Rex. ever get paid to perform in Atlanta. Facts. When you get paid big money in Atlanta, you've already made yeah, it. Yeah, you're huge. <laughs> you're huge, yeah. right? Yeah. You're huge. Yeah, because everybody, like, <clears throat> the truth is, when you hear everybody going to want a favor. Right. Like, bro, look out for me. And, right. You know, that, but down there, you don't have to deal with that. They right. like, where you from? Oh, you from Atlanta? Right. Shit, I've been going to those those markets and getting, just for doing a show, and people been like, oh, you from Atlanta? I don't know who you are, but you in, in this club performing with no concrete so, mm-hmm. how much you charge for a verse? You know what I'm saying? In them small, in them small it's, sounds. It's, it's, it's real, man. It's real. That's just a quick. That's a quick tool for everybody, oh, man. Yeah. If y'all, if y'all need leave. those, like, and just, just go. Yeah, leave this. Just moment. go. <laughs> go. You can always come back. Yeah, <laughs> you can always come back. This all. Uh, you, so you got new music that's in in the works right now, man. And one thing I noticed about like your social media IG is is um the grandmother with the dope taped on her was like. <laughs> brilliant bro like I, but it's true though because you never know you never yeah. know you know what i'm saying like people get caught up in the the stigma of who they think you know does this and does that right but it'd be the people that you never expect it'd right. be your, it'd be your your uh 50 and 60 year old neighbor that's there across the street that you know always at home are the ones who like data connect you know you, right, just, right, you right. never know right you never know right so i i love that so kind of walk us through Visually, um, that's that's the visuals that you're showing with with the music. But what is this new music gonna sound like? Um, I I ain't gonna lie. It's kind of the music is torn. Mm. All right. So so when I first when I first got on the scene, my first project was "Don't I Look Like a Drug Dealer," which had a double meaning, which was like "Don't I Look Like a Drug mm-hmm. Dealer?" Because I am a drug dealer mm-hmm. at the t- at the time. Right. You know what I'm saying? And there's no look for right. this. Like there's no real look. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's like anybody could wear that shirt. And that's why I did like a shirt giveaway. And people thought like I was giving away the shirts because they were like reposting music or comment or mm-hmm. doing whatever I was asking. But really, I was going through their pictures looking for the people who look the least like a drug dealer <laughs> to give them the don't I look like a drug dealer shirt. That's genius again, man. That's you know genius level marketing right there. So it was it was just that. And that it was so trapped out, but it was so trapped out. It's not that I weren't I wasn't doing songs from another perspective. Mm-hmm. It was that not another perspective cuz it's always my perspective, but I wasn't doing songs on different topics. It was just I'm running around with a guy that 
just stopped managing Waka and Gucci. Right. And all his plugs are these ratchet clubs. My, my shows, I'm opening up for Webby and, mm-hmm. uh, who you know, Gotti, right, all right. of them at the time. So it was like, yo, let me get something that goes in there. And it's not that I, I wasn't doing something that wasn't me. I just wasn't giving them all of me. I was giving right, them one-sided. Right. And it was more like a celebratory. So this Drug Dealer's Day Off, or Dealer's Day Off, um, the new project, is going to be more both sides of it. Okay. It's going to be... Because people think it's like... Because I got the whole Ferris Bueller thing with the, right, right. With, with with the, the gold. Yeah, yeah, with the grill. Hard. People think it's like I'm trying to be funny, but really it's like I start off day off. Um, drug Dealer's Day Off really ain't a day off. A bullet in the head that'll make a nigga lay off. Mm-hmm. Or you can go see the judge get a vacay. Do you still want to trap like it's 8-8? Mm-hmm. So it's like... A day off, like if you want to do this, do you want to go to jail or die? It's always, I always respect the people that give you both sides. Yeah. Both sides. Because like, I mean, we know what it is now. We know what it is now. I still don't think the masses the, know what it that's is. That's true. That's true. Because music now, you know, is, it more so glorifies the user than the dealer now. You know, I mean, I, I hear Percocet and right. Uh, you know, if if you if you indulge, you indulge. I don't I don't care about right. that part, but you don't hear a lot of people telling you about both sides. Like right. you don't hear people telling you about yeah, you can sell the dope you want. You probably gonna get caught, and if you don't get caught, if you're smart enough not to get caught, you probably gonna get shot or stabbed in the process. Yeah, it, it's not a lot of outcomes. The people that that get out. That live to get out is, you know, they're, they're very special people. Right. They're very right. special people. And so I, I love it when I get both sides. I don't want to hear a one-sided story because I right. know, just from experience, like, I know what happens. Like, you right, can't right. tell me that, no, I got too many friends, family, like, I know what happens. Right. You know you're what I'm not saying? rich. As soon as, you, as soon as you get an ounce of weed, you're not rich. Bro, I mean... <laughs> What, what what did Hove say? Like, you know, change the cool to cop, but what's more important? is lawyer, lawyer fees. Yeah. I know drug dealers that don't have enough money stacked for a rainy day if something happens. Oh, that was me. That was me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like, you got to you gotta know both sides. You got to right. understand both sides. Because, you know, we're in a fast-paced society now where you make a 1000 and you spend 900 quick. Right. <laughs> you know Even if you're doing the right thing. If you're doing the right yeah. thing. Yeah. <laughs> you could just be trying to pay your rent and it's gone. So... You giving us both sides on 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 this um this new body of, of of music, and everything that I've seen so far, just like it draws you in. Like you said, the Ferris Bueller with the grill, and you got uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger taking oh, the yeah. <laughs> man. That was cold because you see that it just it for one for me. I remember Terminator, right? So it automatically caught my attention because like I know exactly where this came from, right? right, right. Then you know, the next thing is like, well, why? What did this have to do with what you got, you know what I'm saying? Right. So it draws you in. So like that, that's that's perfect. You know what you got going on with that. Um, for somebody that don't know Els, right? Okay. They've never heard of you. Right. Don't don't know your story. Hopefully, after they hear this, they know your story. Right. What's the one thing that you would hope to um, to get across if they, you know, if you played them one record? Oh, that's it's real easy. Um, uh, it's it's actually a, a saying that I have. I'm a trap nigga, but I ain't trap nigga. Mm. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Like I'm just not, and that's that's like I said. Everybody just glorifies one side of it, but 
man, I, I, I jumped off the porch like early. Mm-hmm. And even the other, you know, the people that were doing the same thing I was doing that was older, bro, it wasn't like we was just sitting around like doing the drugs, right, like, right. you know, just doing like for a lot of, a lot of people was like, man, I need to get this money to get diapers. I need to do this. And even the conversations, bro, like, man, I, le- I learned a lot of life lessons. Right. In that, in them houses, in them bandos, in them apartments, and you know, just I'm talking about from women to everything, you know, from different types of people, like just even getting vibes from people mm. and going with your gut and stuff like that. So it's just like I just want to let people know, like, yeah, you can come from that, but yo, like, like I'm really from that. Like people would tell, like Jaren would tell, like mm. people would tell, like I don't got rappers chains back. Like mm. I'm really from that. But just because you from that, that don't mean you got to like, bro, I don't got to go get tats on my face. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't I don't got to prove that to you. I'm stupid the second I start trying to prove that to you. So it's right. like, I don't got to. I, 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 honestly, I fight with myself sometimes. Because mm. it's like, I had a little situation one time. Um, uh, I, I make it quick. It was a, um, a management company, a really big one. They actually managed some really big artists. One of the managers was my good friend. Um, and he used to actually ask me to come to certain clubs with him, bring me and some of my mm-hmm. homies to the club when they took their artists to make sure they were straight. Right, right. Right? And once he, because he didn't even know I rap. Mm. He just thought I was around a rapper, you know what I'm saying? Just on some, so he used to ask me, he was cool. So when he finally heard my music, he was like, yo, mm-hmm. like, why didn't you tell me this whole time? So then he took it to his, his, uh, I'm going to just say he was, this dude is like a, a, a real chill white dude, right? Right, right. So it's no reason for me to be pulling out pistols and acting a fool when I go to this man's work right, place. Right. It's like I'm going there, it's an office. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I don't, do I need to be showing pistols and all this shit? And it was one of his partners was like, you want to sign L's? The cool guy that was helping us with the video? Mm-hmm. Like he laid back here. This don't sound like him. Mm-hmm. And I was, a, I was offended. Like, right. So just because I don't act like a fool... In the office, you don't think I'm that. So needless to say, like, I acted a fool to him. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? They want to do something later. But I'm just saying, like, I because of that situation, I often fought with myself. Like, yo, should I start take should I take a picture of this this chopper in the corner? Yeah. Should yeah, I yeah. take a picture of this bag of weed? Should I take a picture of this lean? But it's just like I don't it's, I'm still I'm still on the fence about it. I still don't know. I still fight with myself daily about that shit. I got you. I mean, for one, the the honesty in it is is one thing, you know, to to be able to admit that, right? Because it is like, I mean, at the end of the day, this is the entertainment business. Right. You got to be entertaining, but also, you have a life outside of entertainment, right? And if you got like real cases, you're a grown like, man. Yeah, exactly. You know you're a grown man. You have to be smart about certain things that you do, and, and right. you have to understand that. But you know, on top of that. At the end of the day, man, like, you know, nobody knows your story better than you. Right. Like, no matter what. I, I can, this whole thing we just had, it, what if it was a lie? I can't, there's nothing for me to prove. I'm, I'm not about to go and, and it's like, there's, there's no right, need right, for me right, to do that. Right. right? I, I can, I'm sitting out having a conversation with you. I look in your eyes and it's like, you know what? Seems pretty genuine to me. Right. And we go from there. I don't, I don't care about all the other stuff. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of like. At the end of the day, you tell your story better than anybody else can right, ever right. tell it. And, you know, it's just all about figuring out a unique way to do that, either through the music, through, you know, IG, social media, all that. But you're also smart. And, you know, like, eh, that yeah. that's probably, you know. So I get it. I get it. Um, your, your background, man, where you from? 
Um, I was born in New York, mm. but I'm 28 now. I've been here since I was five. Okay, so yeah, yeah, you, know, you, you, yeah. you really yeah. this 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 Atlanta made yeah, this yeah this home. I yeah. mean, I I went back and went to high school for a year. What, what New, part of New York? Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Okay. Yeah. Um, I love Brooklyn. I ain't gonna lie to you. Yeah, I love it. Most of my family is in Texas. You okay. Know what I'm saying? So it's like I've been around. You know, yeah, I've been around. Yeah, absolutely, man. It's it's all about. Just being you, right? <laughs> Just right. be you, man. Like I, I, I think that at the end of the day, people, when it comes to music, anyway, like people will fall in love with the person, and then when they fall in love with the person, they eventually get to the music, right? But if people don't know you, then what, what's what's my incentive to check out your music if I don't know you? And so you just come up with a unique. Like I said, the raps when you're right. doing that, I feel like I'm. Every day you write that, I feel like I'm I'm in your head, like going through whatever you're going through, and now knowing that you actually writing oh, yeah, when yeah, that yeah, comes yeah. up. Now, <laughs> now every time I see it, it's a different thing that's gonna come. Like oh man, like now I'm trying to figure out well, I wonder what this line was about. Like you know, I'm what song this on stuff like that. Right, so right. I think that that's really important part, man. Um, before we get out of here today, man, um, I have this thing. I have three questions I like to ask people. Okay, three. I, I call them three lazy questions, um, <laughs> and Whatever comes to mind, you you know, say whatever you want to say. Let's do it. All right. What inspires you? Um, music, other music. Like I'm a fan. I'm a huge fan. Like I know everything. I'm 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 a student of this shit. So, mu- music, any kind of art, and my 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 baby girl. That's that's it. Your earliest memory of hip hop. Oh. Um. <laughs> Uh, the first CD I ever bought myself was the Blueprint. Mm. Um, Blue actually, actually, no, no, I'm lying. I bought Fabulous. I I only had enough money to oh, get okay. one or the other, and they both <laughs> dropped the same day. September 11th. Yeah, yeah September. Yeah. They dropped the same, same day. day, and I bought Fabulous. And I remember just being like in the car and just hearing Blueprint, being like, "Damn, I didn't get Blueprint." Yeah, should have got Blueprint. <laughs> and I, I went back the next day and got it. But at the time, I was in the car like, "Damn, I should have got that." Yeah, should got Blueprint. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, last question: If you could change anything about hip hop, what would it be? Man, the 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 judgment. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like the judgment, because I think I think even the worst rapper got something to offer. Mm. You know what I'm saying? That's real. That's it. Just the, just the judgment, the comparison that like it gotta be a, one way or the other way or this is that. And you know what I'm saying? I don't like all that. Yeah. Like, no, no, no. That's everything, real, everything that finds a place mm. in you know on that stage found a place on that stage. And I think people like you know when you look at this crazy ass Picasso, you don't be like, yo, that ain't straight edge drawing or something right, you know what i'm saying you right. just take it for what it is like that painting like you turn around and look at that painting right there oh yeah the artist that did that painting she told she doesn't <laughs> like it she doesn't like it it's at crazy. all That's it's crazy it. her style is is changed over the years so it's like how she paints now is nowhere near that but i told her yeah i want it and she was like why you want this i was like because this piece is going to be the piece that people look at him and be like, they didn't know it was you. Right. 
I was like, I'd rather have something where people don't know it's you right. that you did from the heart because how you was feeling at the time than a piece that everybody recognizes you. Right. I want that one. Yeah, because now you done got into a, a groove of trying to make it a certain way. You trying right. to stick to this style. Right. You was free then. You was free. Yeah. You was free there. So that that's that's where I'm at with it, man. Um We good, man. I think yeah. I think that this 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 turned out pretty good. It turned yeah. out pretty good. Yeah, man. I'm with it. Appreciate you. Oh, no, man. Appreciate no, no. you for having me, oh, man. Oh, man. Anytime, man. Final thoughts. Anything you want to say to the people? Oh, nah, man. Just uh, look out for that that dealer's day off coming in September right at the top. Um, and I'm dropping, I've been dropping stuff every week. Trap Panther Party Tuesday is a little something I started. That's uh, a lot of people ask me why. Why Trap Panther Party? Because like mm. I said, some days I feel like I want 100 bricks and some days I feel like I want to start the revolution. Mm. So balance. It's yeah, all about yeah. balance. Facts. Facts. <laughs> all right, man. Well, look, man. It's last name good at the Straight Out the Damn Podcast, man. And as always, if you have a dream, pray on that dream, research that dream, and work until that dream becomes reality. Facts. I'm last name good. He's L. Jenkins. We out. Yes, sir. The Straight Out the Damn Podcast is powered by the Indie Creative Network.